0: But your eyes tell you it's true! Shut
1: I'll
2: turn up the sound so you can hear the monsters dueling to the deck. And welcome to episode 201 of the Kaiju Cast, a podcast 100% dedicated to Godzilla and all of his rubber suited foes. My name is Kyle, and this is the third episode of April 2017 and our Daikaiju discussion for Demi King. Now, because we are coming in literally on the heels of episode 200, which was just released a couple of days ago, and rapidly approaching the very end of the month, which, hey, it's actually today. I'm literally recording this on the last day of the month. Uh, Because of that, we're going to keep this kind of a short episode. We did get a couple of requests in, so we're going to play the first one of those right now. Mitchell requested the Ultraman Ace theme, and then we'll get right into the discussion. Once again, class, it is time for our Daikaiju discussion. Every month, the Kaiju cast takes a look at one particular film from the giant monster landscape and tasks the listeners with submitting their thoughts, questions, and reviews for the following discussion episode. Now, there is no getting around it. This month, we are talking about an odd one. Demaking was written, or should I say adapted by, and directed by, Kotaro Terauchi and released in 2009. Now, I was not able to find a lot of information about Demoking King online. Unfortunately, it's just, it's super obscure, I guess I would say. I don't know if obscure is the word. I guess it's just not something that has ever really caught on as a kaiju movie. And there's a good reason for that. Now, when August Ragoni isn't talking about a movie that has a giant monster in it, and Sci-Fi Japan really isn't even talking about it either, something's up, right? That's not a good sign. Sci-Fi Japan did actually have some articles online about Dema King, but basically they were all about the U.S. production. They did have a synopsis, however, which reads as such. Dema King, the Sea Monster, is adapted from the 1991 cult hit manga Dema King by Takashi Imashiro. Imashiro also co-wrote the film's screenplay with director Kotaro Terauchi. Comedian Takashi Nadaki stars as Koichi Hachiya, who as a young man found an anonymous letter in a glass bottle which foretold of the apocalyptic assault from a monster from outer space. Since that day, he has prepared himself physically and mentally to face the menace whenever it appears. Ooh, sounds intriguing, right? Sounds promising, right? Well, strap yourself in, listeners, because the ride's about to get boring. all right so we just finished watching Demi king and joining me here in the studio we have mr dave helfrey <laughs> <laughs> tickled dave helfrey oh
1: <laughs>
2: and uh, uh and clancy peterson here hey kids <laughs> And we are going to discuss this film. We're going to stick with the standard. Um, none of us had seen this movie before. Oh, this no. This is a first for all three of us. And uh, what you know, what we can initially say, I think you guys will agree with me, is that everyone who bailed and didn't show up tonight... Made the right decision. Smart move. Yeah, smart absolutely, move, smart absolutely. move absolutely. Demaking oh, is uh, probably... From what I've seen in terms of these movies where it's like barely a kaiju film because there's a kaiju in it for a a matter of seconds or, you know, sometimes a little bit more. But most of the time about a matter of seconds. This one is the least entertaining that I've seen. We were talking about. Right. Death Kappa came out right around the same time. Yeah. I would watch.
1: I honestly I would watch Death Kappa on a loop for a week before I watched Dema King again. Yeah. That was rough. So uh, as
2: I mentioned in one of the previous episodes. I don't own this on DVD. Um, and nor should you. Nor should I. And when this movie came out, I made the decision to buy Death Kappa instead of Dema King because of what Tomo Horiguchi was preaching to me previously. Uh, and uh, and it turns out he did not steer you wrong. In the grand scheme of things, no, he did not, actually. <laughs> I mean, I never thought I would have admitted it, especially since I just loathed Death oh. Kappa so much. This movie... I, I, well, I don't want to get into it right now, but, uh, I'm, I'm then glad when, I watched then when it. When will you, Kai? I'm glad I watched <laughs> it. Right now, maybe in 10 minutes, maybe right, five minutes, right, okay. I don't know. But I'm glad I watched it because now I can say I have done it and now I can say I don't ever need to do it again until the Kaiju cast potentially covers this, you know, 20 years in the future. Wow. But, uh, so let's go ahead and kick things off. Dave, initial yeah. thoughts of we're all waiting. <laughs> Family friendly version, please.
1: <laughs> oh, no. It's, um, uh, yeah, I did not know what to think going into Demo King, but, um, and you know, now having just, just literally just finished watching it, I'm still not sure what to think. I saw the poster, like when, you know, prior to us coming out, like, you know, I was like, I don't know anything about Demo King. So I looked it up and I saw it online and I saw that there was a couple of vinyl toys. And one vinyl toy just had like a mouthful of shark teeth mm-hmm. on that thing, as opposed to the to the Muppet Mouse. That False this, you know, advertising. Yeah, no, no, no. But yeah. then it's like, but the, you know, there's the the poster, and it's got like Demi King, and it says, uh, "What what is it? What terror, beneath, terror yeah. lies beneath?" Is the is the uh the tagline, and I was like, "Oh, okay, we're in for some stuff. This is like, all right, they're gonna try and like you know, galala it up, or just kind of off brand kaiju. We're gonna this will be fun." And, uh, no, nothing terrorized beneath what there's, there's, there's nothing. There's nothing. It's like, you know, something just, we should just spoil it for everybody so that they don't watch this movie.
2: Yeah. I just was like, actually yeah. going to say like at the end of this, we should, we are already planning on telling you not to seek this oh, movie yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. No,
1: absolutely. So it's just, okay. So, so boys and girls take this out. Um, I don't know what the point of the, what happens before and after, but it's just the demaking appears in a dream sequence from the main character And it lasts, what, four minutes?
2: Maybe. Maybe four minutes. Maybe four minutes. Maybe
1: four minutes. And that's it. That's it. (laughs) It was the
2: best part of the movie. Oh, there's no question. I got so excited
1: during that dream sequence. You know,
2: that's the kind of thing you'd hear from somebody who's like, who doesn't like these monster movies to have characters and and character development in it. Like, but no, as someone who loves characters and character development... I don't care about right. the characters right. in this movie. I I only cared about the monster when it showed up because it was good footage.
1: Well, and the other thing is that even with the character development, as we as we discussed, as we were sitting there mocking it, as we were watching it, um, the 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 obvious age difference between the actor for how old the actor sure. actually was and how old the actor was supposed to be, and he was give, the, giving the whole. The, you know the with him hanging out with these kids who are the age that they who the actors who are the age that they are supposed to be
2: yeah let me actually stop you for a second we'll back up just oh. not not literally in the recording but we'll yeah, back yeah, yeah. up just to fill people in because i'm assuming that 95 percent of the people who Probably are going to listen to yeah, this if not more this. haven't seen this movie uh, so nutshelling it for you as best we can and help me out if i'm forgetting anything <laughs>
0: like, but, didn't right,
2: matter. so uh, so you've got this quote: "High school kid" or "junior high kid." Who's thirty five? Technically speaking, in the movie, he's supposed to be a junior high kid, and he, like Dave said, is most likely a thirty five year old actor.
1: It is off putting. It gives a weird Nambla vibe to the whole movie. It is creepy. And yeah, it is, and and it, yeah, it's just it's just very you can't divorce yourself.
3: Well, from and, it. and it never. There's never a point to it. No. Like it doesn't flash forward into the future. That's kind of what we we're thinking. That's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. Maybe it'll come to the future and he's <laughs> his appropriate age. But no, that doesn't happen. So it just continues yeah, to be. Yeah. It jumps from
1: 1970 awkward. to 1972. Yeah. And then they put that weird, like, and bad he looks, Beatles wig on him. Yeah, and then, like, you and know, he and looks that's younger. Like, and he looks younger. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So bizarre. So bizarre. So this high school or junior high kid apparently doesn't like hanging out with kids his own age. He hangs out with younger kids. That's fine. Whatever. I'm cool with that. The fact the character, you know, but the actor, you're right. The actor being so much older is off putting. Yeah. And we we really couldn't ignore it. I mean, it wasn't something that was like we were just focusing on that. Like it's in your face the whole time. Like this kid is this guy is trying to act like a kid. And it just doesn't come across well. You know,
1: he's probably some Japanese, like, like super famous Japanese character actor. And there were probably like critics in Japan who are heralding the, his performance as being so brave and like, you know, like, Oh my God. Look, you know, look what else he could do. He's he became a junior high student for, for King. And like, and we're just completely missing the cultural context of it. Or, or the other possibility is just horrible casting and a really weird movie.
2: Yeah. So these kids uh essentially meet up with an older gentleman, 20 years old or a little bit younger <laughs> yeah. at the time, who is definitely played by a much older gentleman. Right. Who essentially kind of like puts the this bug in their ear, this idea in their head that there's a monster called Demaking and he's going to go off to fight this monster. And when he mysteriously disappears, they're left to follow some clues and essentially find i don't even know they find the clues to make a story maybe i don't i really could not understand what no. the point of any of this movie was no it has a real indie vibe to it super so indie that i feel like i'm not a filmmaker right i i know i did the hail to the king thing i had a lot of help with that though if i was going to make no, a movie so technically, by you, myself technically you were okay. a filmmaker Sure okay, so I yeah. but I'm not a narrative filmmaker. let's right, say that sure. so I'm not a narrative filmmaker, neither is the guy who did this this I feel like I could do a better job of making a movie than this guy did. oh yeah, yeah, just in terms of take, like pacing our, alone we could take
1: our cell phones right now and do
2: that yeah, yeah. I, it was just, it was harsh listeners it was harsh so anyway, basically the whole story the is a throwaway is awesome. yes is a but it's a throwaway movie for a killer dream sequence. Agreed. Okay. So uh, now that I've sort of (laughs) done my best at explaining what happens in the film, it's like a mini adventure movie that goes nowhere.
3: Yes. Yeah, I think that's correct. Um, And I actually did, you know, before we sat down to watch this, I did as much research as I could. Um, I didn't find out a ton, but it wasn't, I wasn't surprised. I knew beforehand that it wasn't going to be, You know, a giant monster movie. I knew there was very there was actually more monster action in that film than I thought from what I
2: oh really saw people talking about.
3: (laughs) Um, But at the same time, what I did see was um, people talking about how it was more of a story about the kids and that adventure aspect. Mm -hmm. But even on that level, like to me at least, watching it as an American, you know, I don't know if there's some lost in translation there or not but that stuff didn't even seem to work. Right. Um, like they do show these scenes where, again, you, you are kind of, um, just, you stop dead in your tracks when you have this older guy riding around on a little kid's bicycle. It just, <laughs> <laughs> that, that alone makes it strange. But then even like the stuff with them, there was no real feeling of bonding. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they go on an adventure, they essentially just ride their bikes up to a cave, dig with some shovels.
1: That magically appear out of nowhere. Yeah. So so although if, that's my problem with the movie. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: Like, where do those shovels come from? I don't believe it. Suspension of disbelief <laughs> suspended.
3: So I mean, if that is what the movie is supposed to be, I don't think it works on that level. And it's even the same with you say with what you were saying, where it's like the character development or whatnot. Like there are other things that are introduced throughout the film. Like now he's writing a story Mm -hmm. and you have the motorcycle guy who's got issues with his dad who suddenly appears. Yeah. And then suddenly disappears. disappears. Yeah. 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 So I never really know what they're trying to say with these characters and how they're connected. Mm -hmm. I don't really feel anything for any of them.
2: Yeah, so uh, what would you say would be the your least favorite aspect of Demi King?
1: That it's not a kaiju
2: movie. Yeah, it really is not. Although,
1: when I when I looked him up online and saw that he had that kind of um, goofy nineteen seventies, you know, ultra uh, ultra kaiju Namagon, you know, looking head, you know, and and what what's the snail one?
2: Oh, Gogar,
1: Gogar, or Gogar? Okay. I can't Go-gar, remember from Ultra Go-gar. Q. Yeah, um, I'm actually surprised at how much I've I like the character design of Demo King. Sure, I think it's I think it's weird. I like the long neck. I like the sort of you know the um, the big bird suit action with the mm-hmm. you know obviously the actor's arm going up the neck and everything. I thought that was kind of uh, you know bold and interesting and different. Um, you know, uh, you know, the, uh, fire breathing thing is weird for a, you know, a, a creature that looks like that. And yeah, you know, um, but it would turn out it was a dream sequence. So who cares? But the, and then the, the other part is like, like four minutes before the end of the movie, they cut and they showed the, the Demi King meteor flying through space. I mean, was that supposed to imply that yes, Demi King's actually coming? Roll credits. You, yeah, is, maybe. Is, is I mean, because
2: it was, it was approaching the Milky Way, right? So, yes. it had, it had a long way to go, maybe,
1: maybe until 2019. You know, in, Deming in uh, two too.
2: years, you guys, in two years, that's, <laughs> oh, that's, God. mark your calendar now. <laughs> 2019 oh is where God. we're going to see wouldn't the it, return it, of Demokane. Wouldn't it,
1: no, but wouldn't it be wild if it turned out that this was like some kind of like, Nostradamus thing, where like the filmmaker could figure out no other way to warn Earth about the coming like oh, in two, and a real in two years, this real monster <laughs> shows up, and everybody's like, "Holy crap, man!" You that
2: know, would that be was, the only thing that would make this movie good.
1: It would make it amazing, but that's not
2: going to yeah. happen. So, Clancy, negative things. What do you have to say negatively about uh, about our friend Dema King here?
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, because it it wasn't like, I I didn't really necessarily hate it, but it was one of those films where... You're a good person. Well, I just mean like, I didn't really feel anything from it, so it was kind of like, any normal situation I would have just turned the film off. Right, right. Because the reality is, like I said, I was coming to watch it knowing that it wasn't going to be leaning towards the monster aspect but hoping I was going to be able to take something away from sure,
2: it. sure. Yeah. But at yeah.
3: no point could I ever no, you know, grasp anything from the characters that was going on, um, feel anything for them or even re- really understand what the filmmaker was trying to say. Yeah. So that was my biggest problem where I'm yeah. just sitting there. Like it's just a bunch of scenes. And even like that point where I had mentioned the Goonies where the guy has got the, um, exercise equipment and it's just a scene very amateur filmmaking where you're like he's just in his apartment the guy that rides the motorcycle mm-hmm. yep. pulling weight, the stretch bands yeah. and as any listeners if you've seen Goonies it's the scene where they tie him up it's the same exact stretch band thing like three
2: three big long springs, springs yeah. and, and he's just yeah.
3: pulling them and working out then there's what I think might be a gag where he's starts like lifting a teeny, 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 tiny weight. Yeah. And that wasn't even that funny. Cause it was actually kind of like, I hope that's a joke, but, and then he decides to just put his jacket on and we kind of laughed at that cause he's covered in sweat and puts his leather jacket on. Yeah. But there were so <laughs> many scenes like that. And yeah, that's, yeah. that was the scene there. You couldn't sit there as a, someone trying to analyze a film and go, well, what, why did they bother putting that in the movie? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of scenes like that. There's at least 85 scenes. Which is what I would say is what it was most, what was the worst thing to me about it was every time I tried to get into the film, you would just be sidelined by something where you go, why didn't you cut that out? Or
2: why is this even here? Why are they doing this? I feel like you mentioned something in that you said that you're there, it sort of seemed like you were saying, you're there for the scenes and you're in the scene with the character, but like, there's no throughput. There's no way to, to to feel you going from scene to scene and care about the people who are going from scene to scene. You know, that's the same problem I've been having with a lot of movies recently where I'm not able to connect with these characters and that takes me out of the movie because I don't care what happens to them. This movie had that in spades because... Oh, yeah. I mean, even the little kids, like, they did things that good kids do and they should it should elicit some sort of emotional response in me like after the main the main character gets beat up and those kids go and get his clothes out of the water I'm like I should feel like that's sweet right that they went and did that for him but it's just the way that this movie is shot it's just got too much of an indie vibe and too much of an amateur vibe for me to feel like it belongs in the pantheon of giant monster movies much less because of the story, but just as the quality of film goes,
1: I was actually surprised when you uh, looked up the, um, uh, the director's filmography Mm -hmm. that he's done so many movies because this really does have the feeling of like art student goes big. Yeah. Yeah. As, as opposed to like a, a movie that was done by a professional director.
2: Yeah. I think my, what I was saying when we were watching this was that this felt like, a small town had a decent actor and a decent filmmaker who thought that they were going to make something cool. And everybody in the small town loved it. And they're like, yeah, you should take this to Tokyo. And it just, just doesn't go anywhere. It falls flat. It's just not, not a great movie. I guess that's sort of my, my negative for this film is that it just <laughs> is so flat. It's so completely unengaging. And I felt like kind of what Clancy was saying every time. I felt like I wanted to get involved with these people and really find out, like, okay, what what are we doing here, guys? Yeah. I just felt like that was the answer was like nothing. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we're we're going up a hill. We're going to a lighthouse. We're. I mean, that that was the most exciting part of the movie, and that was maybe like what twenty minutes at the I don't, most. I don't even know. Probably not even twenty minutes. It seemed like a week. Sorry, the most exciting non kaiju part of the movie. Sure. So. The best part about this film was the giant monster action. Oh yeah, hands down for me at least, and I know for Dave,
1: it was solid. Oh, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, yeah. No, it was. It was surprisingly. It's like the the entire pace of the movie changed, and all of a sudden I was engaged, and I was like, "All right, let's see some stuff." And then he woke up from the dream, and I was actually angry. I,
2: I angry. hate that.
1: I that <laughs> trope. It was all a dream. I was actually. I was. I was. Viscerally angry at the movie at that point when I realized that that
2: that that the whole thing was a dream sequence. That's the hallmark of an amateur film, in my my opinion. It was all a dream. Oh my god! Like nobody does that anymore.
1: You know, and it's like at least in all these garbage horror movies that I spend my time watching, mm-hmm. you wake up from the dream and you're like, oh, good. It was just a dream. And then you like go into the bathroom, you splash water in your face, and then you close the medicine cabinet. and The monster is standing behind you. In right. Your life. OK, <laughs> at least then you get you get that. But, you know,
2: <laughs> well, the main actor is Kohei Kiyasu, and he Whatever. has been in some things, but he definitely has not been in a lot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. the director's done more movies than the, than the lead actor has here.
1: See, and, and I ironically, I, you, you listed a couple of titles where I'm like, Oh, I want to look that up just because of the title. Cause it sounds like, you know, he sounds like he's done a slasher movie and it sounds like he's done a couple of things. I was like,
2: Oh, I want to see that. Well, he actually, so the director of this film did one movie that I have here. It's called the scissors massacre, which is actually uh, the Japanese term. Oh, it's not listed on this page. Sorry. I want to say it's Kuchiona. Which is a um, is this an, the Slap Mouth Girl? Movie? Yeah, it is. So he did that. Yeah. So Crap. he he did uh, the second one at least. Oh, and,
1: see now I don't know if it's garbage or not. Well, now I'm, just, now I'm concerned.
2: I we can, you can come over and watch it sometime, man. I haven't seen it yet. Okay. Anyway, so that was, second, but, but that was from 2008. That was from a year before before this. Yeah, oh, that's not a good not sign. not a good sign. No.
1: Did did um? Did you said it's the second one? Uh,
2: the second Scissor Massacre. Yeah. Oh, okay. The sequel. I haven't seen the first one either.
3: Me neither. I'm hoping it's one of those Have things I don't need. Uh, no, I haven't. I I was trying to find because that kind of stuff looking at it, it seemed more interesting than this film. Oh heck yeah. And I just <laughs> it, it, it's got a, blood in it. Yeah, in a short time span, I didn't find any of them. I'm not okay, saying they're it. not out there. Yeah. Um, but I was actually kind of intrigued looking through and even some of the people doing the little IMDB rabbit hole yeah, yeah, yeah. sounded like they were in some interesting projects. Um and I mean huh, it, I just happened. because this didn't work, I'm by name
2: alone, Shaolin Grandma has me intrigued. Yeah. You know? Sure. <laughs> Halloween Nightmare? I mean, it's like, yeah, I mean, they're my alley, but I mean. Name you alone. Know,
1: terror lies beneath. We've been fooled before, boys and
2: girls. That's right. That's right. Anyway, uh, so what do we want to say? Positive stuff we can take away from this movie. I'm just throwing it out there. Either one of you guys, the, go for it.
3: The actual giant monster stuff, when it actually did kick in, I, I it immediately did have my attention. I thought it was a cool design and the scene worked for me. And even I think what they were trying to do with that scene would have been cool, Mm -hmm. but it goes back to the, and I don't want to go back to necessarily the negative, but I think what they were trying to do is to take that character and make it so that like, you know, he's going to become a writer and he's going to write this story. And maybe, maybe that isn't what happened. That's a good explanation as any. I mean, I like the idea of that where he gets, you know, intrigued by this story and this dream and this adventure that he had and the idea of maybe he becomes a novelist instead of yeah let's punch it up for him guys let's uh (laughs) let's do his job for us um but again i never even felt that he was frustrated with his position in life to think that that needed to happen right um so i don't know but but again those that span of time, especially when I didn't even like, I I literally thought there was only one shot of the monster. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So when all that stuff was happening and the jet crash, it wasn't the greatest thing ever, but, but
2: bonus yeah,
3: <laughs> and comparatively, I think, wow. I think we would actually be having a more positive discussion if that was the center of the film. But again, I don't even know why mm-hmm. it was in there really no without doubt. being able to do more research. So, yeah. uh, so just, uh,
2: to save, once again, save the listeners. Don't buy this movie. No. Don't rent this movie. No. I, I spent two dollars renting this movie from YouTube. Uh, when you could have bought I,
1: Kleenex or something with that two dollars.
2: <laughs> I could have. Something Legitimately, was there is a YouTube video called "Demiking the Sea Monster Versus City." It's four minutes and six seconds long, and it is all the destruction stuff.
1: There, boom! That's all there you gotta you go. watch. That's it.
2: I've just saved you two dollars and an hour and a half and an hour and a half, half of your life Absolutely. an hour and twenty five minutes of your life maybe
1: yeah, yeah. no that's that that <laughs> that's fine advice right there
3: I will add one final thing though um for the positive, which is uh again doing the little small amount of research that I did. I did notice that it was based on a manga, and I don't really know I saw that it was supposedly well received in Japan. I don't know if that's true or not um I tried to find a copy of it just so that I could see um,
2: oh, a copy of the manga. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I could
3: flip because just see what kind of shots they were pulling from it and whatnot. And when that when the movie did start, I immediately recognized the first shot of the film was based on the cover. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, that's kind of cool. And that it is was a cool, cool shot. And even even if it wasn't from the cover, the guy driving in front of the factories on the motorcycle. And I was like, this character seems like an interesting character. If I would have been able to actually flip through and look at more images, I'd be interested to at least see, since the director supposedly was, you know, if it's the same one, you know, the guy that did both. Sure. To see if there was more stuff like that. Because just that one shot to me was enough to go, oh, that's kind of cool.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, so there are a handful of more. cool stuff in this movie. Yeah. But, I mean, overall, definitely not enough for me to suggest it.
3: No. no. I don't think I'd watch it again, no.
2: Yeah. No. So So, uh, I mean, do we need to cover anything else on this?
3: Uh, no, I think we
1: prevented anybody who's listening to this from watching it. So that, that's. So
2: final thoughts, Dave.
1: That's our final thoughts. (laughs) 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 Um, yeah, this is, is hot garbage.
2: Okay. Yeah, uh, that
1: that four minute clip on YouTube is is the, there. You go. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Need. I'll that's put a, a link in that to the show you, you, notes. You that's, better that's believe a, it. That's a great idea. That's a great idea. Uh, Clancy, a public service is what that is.
3: I don't know if I'd go as negative as <laughs> hot garbage. Um, <laughs> it wasn't very hot. <laughs> Fair um, enough. But yeah, no, it just no, it wasn't really worth my time. Mm-hmm. Other than. I am having fun doing this.
2: (laughs) That's always the takeaway from a bad movie at the Kaiju Cast Cinemas. At least you get
1: to watch it with friends. But this is the worst movie I think we've ever seen here.
3: Yeah. Well, I think we could have gone full, like, riff track on that and just... We didn't go too heavy on it when we were watching it. We were actually trying to watch it. Sure, yeah, yeah. I think if you do want to sit down and... you could easily pull a ton of great jokes just oh based on the God. fact that oh, yeah some we those could MST three K this thing oh at some
2: point, gosh. if we really had the time and effort, but yeah, I hear you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So if it
3: sounds like a good time for you and your friends to sit down and just like make as many inappropriate jokes you can about a 30 year old riding on a children, you know, children's bicycles with yeah. middle schoolers. I don't know where you want to go with that. Look at you spin straw <laughs> and gold. That's impressive. <laughs> I'm impressed that would probably that. be fun. Cause yeah, but you know,
2: So yeah, the dude, by the way, was thirty four years old when this movie was. All right. Okay. Thirty-four. It's so I was saying this earlier in the when we were watching it, you know, the guy's sitting there going like, Oh yeah, I can play a fifteen year old. Yeah. (laughs) But it reminds me, now that I think about it, of um and I is this the first time I'm ever referencing friends on the podcast? There was an episode of Friends where the where Joey, who's an actor, he's like Oh, yeah, I can play young, and I can't remember what age group he said, but he, like, then walks in, and he starts going, sup, yo, sup, <laughs> sup, word, you know, and, like, I just think that's what this guy did. Yeah. <laughs> you know? He's like, yeah, I can play young, check yeah. it out. Yeah. Aww, good <laughs> Gominasai, if, Gominasai, they ex- you know, if, they, if
1: they'd set him up as having the Benjamin Button's disease or something <laughs> like have yeah, yeah, made it would have made all sorts of sense. <laughs> but, you know. They
3: should have gave him even shorter shorts, though. That's,
1: oh, my God.
2: <laughs> so the most interesting thing out of this movie, aside from the kaiju footage, right, in, in terms of behind the scenes stuff, maybe, or maybe even behind the behind the scenes stuff, whatever you want to call this. Guess how much this movie is going for on Amazon. Did you
3: did you check this out? I did. I don't remember how much it was, but it was. This is the
2: third party market out of control crap that I hate, right? This is why I will never tell anybody to go buy this movie. The cheapest price on there, $199.86 for a DVD. Gotta be kidding. Um, I wish I was. The most expensive, $669.70.
1: This is not possible. So
2: I, I really have to know E Papyrus is the name of the shop. What are you doing is the glue from the Maybe if you grind it up <laughs> it's an aphrodisiac oh, or something like that. That would make that so out, much now more that sense. We're out of rhinos. <laughs> oh my god. What the hell? So yeah, there you go man. Uh, don't don't spend, don't spend anywhere <laughs> near that. Like don't even don't even open Amazon's page for this. I'm not going to include god. the Amazon page in the show notes. And that's for you, listeners. That is unbelievable. Unbelievable. So, uh, long story short, you don't need to watch this movie. No! No. So, there you go. We thankfully only got a couple of people that had to be subjected to this. We took the bullet for you guys. Now, as we mentioned in the discussion, Demaking is really not that available on media. And unless you are, like, super, super, super into having every single potential giant monster-related release... I would say there's no need to spend the ridiculous amounts of money that are being asked for on Amazon for this particular film. Now, we did get some brave souls who sent in their homework for this movie. We're going to start things off with Mike Keller, who thinks that this month's Steichyser discussion should have been colossal, but whatever, he won't stand on convention because convention never stood on him. Not only had Mike not seen King before, he hadn't even heard of it. And there's not a whole lot that Mike hasn't heard of, so score one for Kyle. Mike would pay good money to see a collage of Kaiju fan faces the first time they watched King, right as the end credits start rolling. Obviously, having never heard of it before, Mike had no expectations, but even without expectations, this managed to be something that Mike didn't expect. Not that Mike is completely unfamiliar with films of this type, the movie reminded him stylistically a lot of Takashi Miyake's slower moving stuff, like Bird People of China or Last Life in the Universe. Be that as it may, Mike could not help but agree with Kame when 22 minutes into the film he stated, I'm bored. He's willing to bet a lot of people responded to their screens with, Yeah, so are we. While the movie is hardly confusing, it is perplexing in a so what type of way. If someone were to describe the premise of the film, Mike would be left wondering why anybody would have any interest in watching it. Hell, even swallowing the premise, there is so, so much that could have been cut out of the slog. Endless scenes of people eating food, clipping their toenails, exercising, buying things, sleeping, riding bikes, etc., etc. And Mike can't for the life of him figure out why the story is set in the early 1970s. What's the point? Mike even thinks that Demaking sounds more like a robot than a monster, like one of the Shogun warriors. The actual scene that everyone cares about is okay, though Mike thinks it would have been better realized with practical effects rather than CG, which hasn't aged as well as it could have. Demaking's design is okay, but he's seen better. And on top of everything else, Mike says Kame creeps him out. Why is he always hanging around with young boys? With that out of the way, Mike is ready to talk about Colossal when everyone else is. Adams says clearly Kyle didn't do his research when adding Demi King to the roster of giant monster movies to watch because Demi King is an absolute waste of time. This is not a monster movie. This is instead a depressing tale of a group of Japanese boys in a 1970s small town in Japan. It's a tale of their personal failures and attempts to lighten it somewhat with an explorer group that seeks the fantastic. Demi King is a supposed kaiju monster that they're seeking – not only do they not find anything wondrous or special, but the crushing monotony and failure of their lives is ground into the theme of this movie with soul-crushing force. This movie is designed to be as depressing as possible, and its sole message is to disdain any dreams or hope. Pete notes that like Gorath, Demi King is a kaiju film by the slimmest of margins. While a giant monster does make an appearance, it is only on screen for a few glorious minutes. However, unlike Gorath, Demaking strays from being a science fiction adventure to tell a story closer to Stand By Me or The Goonies. What Pete liked. Demaking was amazing even though the computer effects were dated. The destruction scene was great and the monster design was cool. The characters were sweet too and genuinely appeared to care for each other. He also enjoyed the scavenger hunt to finding the warning banner. Goonies never die! What Pete didn't like. While the characters were good to each other, they weren't very likable. None of their stories were very interesting, and maybe he missed it, but why was the motorcycle rider even in the film at all, outside of creating the scavenger hunt? Obviously, we would all like more monster destruction, and that soundtrack just seemed flat and uninteresting. Would he recommend this film to a kaiju newbie? No, it's not very fun, and a noob should start out with something sillier, or more exciting, or both. How about to a kaiju file? Really only to completionists, since the monster is only on screen for a short period of time, and the script takes its time going nowhere. Pete certainly felt unfulfilled in the end. And lastly, Kevin Derendorf from the Mazer Patrol podcast posted this on the KaijuCast Facebook page earlier this month. Quick demaking trivia. The original manga by Takashi Imashiro was serialized in 1991 in the anthology magazine Business Jump, whose demographic is generally older males. Demaking ran alongside series like The Story of Ricky and Battle Angel Alita, and is quite short and was collected into a single volume that he unfortunately hasn't picked up yet. It didn't make a huge splash on its initial release, but it was influential on Naoki Urasawa, in part inspiring his science fiction opus, 20th Century Boys, which Toho later turned into a live-action film trilogy and is actually really good stuff. Godzilla has an appearance of sorts, even. And it gained enough of a following to warrant a couple of re-releases in collected formats. The King* manga was eventually adapted into a movie in 1998 from director Shinji Imaoka, who's best known for his sexy Kappa musical, Underwater Love. It starred Takuji Suzuki, who is the director of the Shigeru Mizuki biopic called Gegege's Wife, Yoko Chokasabe, Tomohiro Okada, and Yoto Kawase. That version is not available on home video anywhere, so what we have is the Kotaro Teruchi adaptation from 2009. Some people draw parallels between Demi King's everyman protagonist and the 2006 movie, The Host, but Kevin doesn't really see it. And there you have it. That pretty much just about does it for the discussion of this episode. Now, after mellowing on the film a little bit, I definitely wished that I had had more information before watching it. So I took a little time afterwards to do some poking around on the internet in search of some answers. I guess the the takeaway that I have is, of course, that Demi King is not a kaiju movie, It's actually a movie adaptation of a manga. And that's the manga that Clancy mentioned that we've heard before. And apparently it's really quite a well-respected piece of work. So I guess I'd have to judge this film separately from other movies in the giant monster landscape. More along the lines of The Taste of Tea. Yeah, that's right. I've even seen good slow Japanese films and I would still give Dema King a super low score. I do wonder, though how this compares to Always on Sunset 2. So I guess in conclusion, maybe I just don't get it. If you're out there, sir or ma'am, as the case may be, and you do love Demi King, I absolutely invite you to contact me and enlighten me. Seriously, I'm not trying to be, like, abrasive about this. I really don't understand what's to like about this movie. Or hell, if you have a good backstory on the making of this film, like, who made the monster scene? Please let me know, because Demma King standing in the Kaiju Cast library just might be a little more stable if I can get some more information. Okay, so what's next on the Daikaiju discussion schedule? Hey, look at that! Looks like we'll be traveling to the Big Apple for a domestic attempt at Kaiju action. Grab an extra large cup of your favorite flavor of slusho, because we are going to be diving headfirst into Cloverfield for May. Now, if you would like to send in your homework meaning your thoughts, questions, and reviews for this film, make sure to do so before May 26th. You can use our handy-dandy web form to send that in, and uh, and I think that's pretty much going to do it. I really need something to like sort of like wash the bad taste of Demi King out of my mouth, and uh, thank God we got a request in from Nathan to hear the Every Country Has a Monster rap from the most recent series of Mystery Science Theater 3000. So I am happy to play that because I was actually going to already play it in one of the episodes coming up. Also, please do watch Mystery Science Theater 3000. It is amazing. So having said that, I think we're just going to say, see you next month. Jamata. Jonah, I'm confused. Yeah, what's your deal? Why
0: don't you shave? What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that too. But I thought giant monsters came from Japan, not Denmark. Well, Asia clearly has the most monster credibility, but there's a beautifully diverse array of global monsters all over the planet. Mm.
2: Explain, preferably through rap.
0: Oh, all right, if you insist. Reptilicus is silly, but he really illustrates the great array of monsters all over the place. Not just in Japan, but across the planet. An A to Z gamut or gargantuan panoply. Example, please. One we'll name a land. Belize. Oh, geez, Easy peasy. Mesa maze. Seeing the Yucatan, you can meet El Cadejo, and Belize, they believe in him. They're not afraid to say so. Scotland. Nessie's living up in a lot. How about Poland? Uh, scary, scare, crow, named a bug. So, so it's not just Godzilla? Well, duh, crow. There's a lot that could kill you. Hey. Tom. Sorry, crow. OK. Oh, gross. Joe. Yo, Jonah, how's the chorus go. Every country has a monster they're afraid of in their nation. Every monster has a country, Yes, yeah, station they call their home. Gleebing, glouting, Crobin. What turned the must deer's guts to spaghetti? Was it in Tibet? Yep. Betty met a yeti. Australia? Bear drop bears will impale Palia. Then they'll sell ya, hella touristy paraphernalia. Trooper cops chewing up cattle down in Mexico. Del Geats horns goring, battling a Navajo. Congo's Congo Motto is a mango fine dino. I know I don't want to die, but when I do, he'll be the guy. Whoa! So, Crow. Servo. Ready to go? Start slow. Cropamon is a monster from Luxembourg. <laughs> who's actually the size of Luxembourg. He crushed the whole country of Luxembourg. Because, because he is the size of Luxembourg. What? Egypt's got mummies like Tootin' Common. Leprechaun on Milan and Boston Common. And bot's got the hang of it. The song's really kicking. Chickeny China, China the, the Chinese chicken. Chinese chicken. By that, I mean Zhu Fang and Peng. Hmm. Giant Chinese birds. And oh. one of them yeah, yeah. turns into a fish. Anyway. News Killer Shrews, and the Loop Guru, Baba Yaga, Jorogumu, and the impundulu. Now you guys realize the surprising size of all the worldwide Daikaiju. Every country has a monster they're afraid of in their nation. Every monster a has a country. That's Canada. The station they call their home. all the Swiss. Every country. A monster. That's They're David. afraid of. of in king their king nation. with thirteen. Every monster has a country. Yeah, we've got movie signs.